it is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. The investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired. Christine, Laura, what you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations. Arise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. Welcome to Information Operation. Marcy McCarthy, McCarthy is the head of the DeKalb County GOP down in Georgia, and she's been at the epicenter of uh, the massive election fraud that went on last November and then trying to dig the GOP out of that hole. So welcome, Marcy. I appreciate you coming on the show. Well, thanks, Todd, for having me today. So you've got some issues that uh, uh, in the DeKalb County Election Board uh, system that the world needs to know about. I'm just going to let you talk about it and, and, uh, and, and we'll go from there. Does that work? Sounds great to me, Todd. And again, thanks for having me on your show. So DeKalb County, Georgia is, uh, the bluest, uh, the second bluest County, I should say in Georgia and the fourth largest County overall. And we really are a blue desert with its own set of operating rules and, mm -hmm. uh, games. Let me just go ahead and get started. It's a lot to unpack yeah. uh, overall. So essentially, uh, we have our own election appointment law. So it's called SB 246. Unbeknownst to many folks out there uh, in our Senate and our General Assembly just overall, nobody actually knew this law was passed in 2019 until we were going through our appointment process with our Board of Elections. This basically hmm. gives a superior court judge, uh, in our case, um, Judge Asa Jackson, full authority mm -hmm. and veto rights over any of our appointees without any reason, without any cause. It also allows her to pick her own at-large appointment without any vetting process or input from any third parties. So essentially, we have a originally a superior court judge that was appointed by Governor Nathan Deal, and then was ran unopposed and was reelected, but really running the Board of Elections. So she has full discretion, mm. full authority to do uh, really what she desires, and uh, there's no checks and balances in place. So, so is this even constitutional? I mean, is it even constitutional? We are not really sure, actually. Uh, <laughs> okay. We a couple of attorneys that are. Uh, mm -hmm. quite uh, experts on uh, election integrity and this type of law, case law. And mm -hmm. what's astounding is nobody can actually tell us if this is actually constitutional. The ones that do have okay. some type of an opinion don't think it is, but it has not, of course, been mm -hmm. tested in court. Gotcha. Okay. Go ahead. So... With our appointment process, uh, each political party has an opportunity to have two representatives on the Board of Elections. In our case mm -hmm. in DeKalb County, we now have Anthony Lewis, which was a uh, reappointment from, he has served 
us well as a Republican Party for the last five years. And then we just appointed Nancy Jester. And uh, she was elected unanimously, actually, and nominated by, by the Democrats um, and confirmed by our Anthony Lewis to be our vice chairman. So we feel actually really positive that we have a really great set of representatives on the board. Uh, mm -hmm. And Nancy's experience of being a past commissioner and school board uh, member gives her tremendous insight to how the, the inner workings of DeKalb County. And she is very respected uh, overall. But what has given us pause and great concern is the appointment of Carly Swift. And mm -hmm. she is the at-large uh, appointee that was done by Judge Asa Jackson. This woman gives a whole new meaning to left of the left, radical. Um, she's more radical than her counterparts on the, the Democrats on this um, elections board. She's more radical than her predecessor uh, that did not get reappointed for the at-large position, which was Sam Tillman. So what we were able to discover before her appointment and bring forth to Judge Asa Jackson, which she did ignore, despite our numerous um, inquiries and mm -hmm. letters to the effect that um, Carly Swift helped to found three PACs, one being a super PAC called New South Super PAC. And they actually solicit money right now for Senators uh, Ossoff and Warnock in Georgia. And wow. do you, yeah, and another um, candidate, uh, congressional candidate out of Louisiana named Gary Chambers. And she was one of the five governors that established this organization. She's also endorsed numerous candidates uh, through another organization. And she also had a communications company where she had a podcast that was out on the internet on Apple iTunes, but 48 hours before she was her appointment was announced, all this was dismantled and taken down and her social media was locked wow. and cleaned and sanitized. Uh, so it gives you great pause that this woman, uh, Carly Swift, is out there, sort of the tiebreaker on our board of elections. And we are supposed to be to restore fitness, faith, integrity, and trust in our elections. And here we have three open Democrats uh, two that were certainly ap correctly appointed by the Democrats themselves, but one that was appointed by a superior court judge that's supposed to act in a neutral manner as a judge. So you have an activist on the board, basically, that can do whatever she wants at this point. Well, she is quite the activist because some mm -hmm. of her her protests and her uh, profane <laughs> signage mm -hmm. in her protests have gone viral out there, and they're quite offensive. And the other things mm. that we've seen on her social media before she did take it down, because we do have screenshots, she uh, was very much against white men, especially white Republican mm. men, and actually talked about that. And uh, she was out there protesting at the Georgia Capitol uh, against election integrity and calling everything about the Election Integrity Act, Jim Crow, and a lot worse. Um, words that I don't think are appropriate for your show. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And, and this is, again, is a representative of, of Tecab County and um, supposed to be oversight to our, our elections process. And as you know, voting is the most sacred right of an American. And if mm -hmm. we cannot have fitness, faith, integrity, and trust in our elections, we're never going to have, a, you know, a country. And we've talked about that uh, at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. So, 
what uh, leads to an obvious question, what's the GOP doing about this? Are, the, are there legal challenges or are you getting support from the state to try to change this? Or what do you think? Well, one of the first and foremost things that we're trying to do in DeKalb County, um, mm -hmm. because we each county has its oversight to its own elections process. So what a lot of people don't really understand, at least in Georgia, is mm. each county runs its elections. The right. Secretary of State has oversight for that. And then those elections then are governed by your board of elections. So uh, what we first need to do is um, work with the General Assembly to get SB 246 uh, revoked and revised mm. And not be the entire one county out of 159 counties in Georgia yeah. that has its own process for election appointments. Amazing. Uh, I mean, it's totally amazing. So I have been speaking to several of our state senators, and I do have a lot of interest in getting that legislation uh, passed because they really realize what's an DeKalb County may be desert that everyone kind of has written off. And let me give you some real facts here. Mm -hmm. DeKalb County, as I mentioned, was the fourth largest county in Georgia, but it has yeah. 101 right-leaning Republican voters. So in 45% of them reside in the Georgia 6th district within DeKalb County, which is our smallest part in geography of our, of our county. So mm -hmm. suddenly when you start talking to our, our General Assembly and we mm -hmm. can offer or have available uh, of interest 101,000 uh, right-leaning Republican voters, which we represent with the DeKalb. And I, my goal as chairman, we're yeah. going to vote DeKalb Red, and we're going to change the numbers by 5 to 10% increase in voters. And by doing that, we could actually hold the whole entire line of Georgia. So now DeKalb mm. suddenly becomes a very interesting place to yes. campaign. It sure. is on many campaign stops. I've received so many calls from mm -hmm. our various Republican candidates out there from the top of the ballot all the way down asking to come to DeKalb. And I can tell you from the last go around, DeKalb was a redheaded stepchild, which is my natural yeah. hair color, uh, by the way. So, yeah. <laughs> but, huh. but um, you know, no pun intended there. But the reality is DeKalb has a lot of opportunity for Republican candidates. And if we can expand our tent really bring forward mm -hmm. a new set of voters uh, that are right-leaning, yes, sure. conservative, and uh, what comes together, what brings us together, I should say, is our shared values. We really right. can have an impact on actually changing the demographics uh, in terms of the political spectrum in, in DeKalb County. Well, I think that uh, part of the what really scared the Democrats last cycle was that you had a large portion of, and I know it's not just a few percentage, but you had a major swing in the minority communities really coming over to the conservative viewpoint because hard to believe they like prosperity. They like making money. They like their children safe. Um, so the, you know, I think there was a big wake up happening and uh, the, the whole election, you know, threw a wrench into that, but are, are you focusing on the minority community to bring them over, as you say, in the big tent? Yeah, absolutely. So we mm -hmm. really are doing a tremendous amount of outreach to our minority community because mm -hmm. we really mm -hmm. have a lot of things in common across mm -hmm. the board. Besides, you mm -hmm. know, as I mentioned, our shared conservative values. Mm -hmm. So lives and livelihoods at the end of the day yeah. where people want to have their control over their destiny. People don't sure. want to be told that they have to stay home and can't go to their place of business. They don't want to be told that their kids have to wear masks or go to Zoom school. 
they want to have their freedoms. They also yeah. are really concerned. We, you know, DeKalb County has aspects of Atlanta. So some violence that we have seen in the criminal uptick has really spilled over mm -hmm. in our county. So we do have very similar, we just don't get the notoriety uh, out there. So people are really scared. Um, and our people yeah. don't, you know, they're scared to go out after dark. They're scared to go shopping. They're scared to go to the businesses that have been fighting to stay open and have an opportunity to be successful. So if you don't have security, you don't have mm -hmm. a community. So you have to really think about those aspects. And that's what's really attracting um, people to come and join the DeKalb GOP. Our membership has doubled in just the, since I've taken office in April. We we have a full wow. calendar of events um, that are that are selling out from breakfasts, fireside chats to just our county committee meetings. And we're being invited to other counties to partner. But we realize that there's so many people out there that are that are mad. OK, and they realize yeah. that they can't have somebody else control their own destinies and they have to control over their own destinies, that which means having control over their lives and livelihoods. If you tell people yeah. to stay home, you tell their, that their kids can't go to school. You tell them that they can't work. Uh, they have mm -hmm. to take money from the government. You have Judge Asa Jackson just this past weekend defying the Supreme Court and extending the uh, rent um, for the uh, eviction moratorium for 60 right, days. Right. And I'm still puzzled how that was even accomplished because it wasn't even requested by the CEO of DeKalb County. I, I mm -hmm. don't know who initiated that. So we just have a lot of unchecked powers and people quite are fed up. But you can't complain about something if you don't want to make those changes get involved sure. and be controlling right. uh, control what you want to have as your outcome because just sitting there on the sidelines and complaining about it is going to get nothing accomplished and just get you more mad and frustrated sure. so what we're seeing well, I, is a, a yeah. fired up group of people that want to be a grassroots army want to vote to cabaret well i have to say i was lucky enough to go to one of your breakfasts recently and i was amazed how effective it was uh, the lineup of speakers you had, uh, many of them minorities who were right in your camp. Um, I was, it was really surprising and, and, and encouraging to see, meaning there is hope that, uh, you know, once we can get through this, that people can unite and really rebuild the country. Uh, what, what else, how do you see the GOP in general in Georgia? I mean, wh what are your thoughts more on a statewide level? Um, how are the machines looking? Are people worried? Is SB202 going to fix the problems? What are your Thoughts from a 30,000 foot level, I guess. Well, first and foremost, we're seeing energy. We've seen energy mm -hmm. uh, like we've never seen before. So mm -hmm. the reality is we're collaborating with many different uh, GOPs throughout the state. I've been invited to see a, a couple of other events out there as well as speak at them. Mm -hmm. uh, we're partnering with the Gwinnett GOP on August 28th, mm -hmm. for example, to bring in Congressman Pat Fallon from Texas. And then we also are partnering with our young Republicans. So um, on August 16th, we're going to have a fireside chat with Congresswoman Kat Kamek on why every town is a border town. So by by bringing people together through collaboration and really not reinventing wheels, but expanding the tent, 
yeah. uh, and taking all of our strengths yeah. and complementing our weaknesses, we are going to be this. We are becoming the strongest GOP uh, that Georgia's ever seen. And I'm so proud to be in the forefront hmm. of all of it. Uh, I sit mm -hmm. on the Georgia mm -hmm. GOP Foundation Board of Governors. I Okay, chairman. So I work with the other counties that are my size. Um, mm -hmm. And what's amazing is to see the collaboration that we're doing mm. across those different counties where we're, we're like, I just got off the phone with one of the county GOP chairmen and he wants to start a breakfast series. So he was calling me mm. to how to set them up and what I, what some of the, you know, the logistical things and how to price the sponsorships and the tickets and different things like that and coming for advice. And what's amazing is yeah. why would, you know, we're collaborating and we're taking our, our ideas to each other, uh, seeing what works, things don't work, but we're, we're just, and we're getting started early. That's the other amazing thing. We oh. are out there. Our training is in full force. Um, we have organizations like greater Georgia helping us, you know, vote or get unregistered mm -hmm. people to vote and sharing, um, techniques and how to go mm -hmm. campus your community. So we yeah. are, you know, and we're using the 2021 elections as sort of a training ground because there's a, you know, several down ballot opportunities like city council seats and uh, mayor races right, and things right, like that. Right. And we're using our, our building out our grassroots army to build up that confidence right the door. Um, and really get our message out there and help really empower these candidates that also share our values and are going to make a big difference in our lives and livelihoods in our community. And then we can take those great skills, our messaging, our energy, and mm -hmm. then roll it out in 2022. Uh, but I can't believe how many people are already campaigning for the primary. Mm -hmm. I've been mm -hmm. told in past cycles, this is way early. Um, it's amazing, right? Uh, at, at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So we're just, we're just living, breathing every single moment. My motto is living history in the front row, but I've been told it needs to be taking center stage to change history. So um, wow. we're going to do that. We're going to vote to cab red and we're going to keep Georgia red as well. Well, Marcy, that's fantastic. I, I really glad you highlighted that issue with uh, Carly Swift and judge Jackson. And uh, we want to have you back on down the road when when there's some movement in that area, one way or the other, and, uh, and talk you. about Thank it because we're this is this will be on the Georgia record also. So um, which we launched in Georgia and is growing like crazy. But thank you for your time, and uh, uh, we'll have you back on soon. Well, thank you. I enjoyed being with you today, Todd. Take care.